All of us at some time or another in our lives have offered a prayer. For example, back in our school days, we must have prayed for that tough test or a tricky exam. Furthermore, in our childhood, most of us must have prayed for things that we craved. The truth is, what makes the children pray often makes the adults pray. But their pleas are different. The kids may pray for toys, trips and gadgets, whereas parents might pray for a better job or that much-cherished promotion. But why do humans pray? And how should we offer our prayers? Quite often, prayer is used as a last resort, when nothing and no one in this world can help us. So when human strength sags and our confidence in ourselves and in things around us begin to betray us, we often turn to God. The irony is that God is used like a spare wheel but not as the driving wheel of life. In emergencies and impossible situations, the tense moment in a hospital repeats itself countless times. The group of surgeons give a final heave, they pull down their masks, they remove their gloves, and they drop their heads in silence and say to the anxious relatives of a patient in a critical condition, now just pray we can do no more whatever the case or condition it is the insecurity of possible failure and helplessness that prods us to reach out for help from a higher source victor hugo the french writer put it aptly when he said there are times in a person's life when regardless of the attitude of the body and mind, the soul is always on its knees in prayer. On April 11, 1970, the United States launched the Apollo 13 spacecraft as part of the Apollo space program, which was meant to land man on the moon. But just two days into the mission, a heart-stopping outburst was relayed to mission control in Houston by the astronauts who were some 200,000 miles away. The now famous words were, Houston, we have a problem. The problem was that oxygen tank number two aboard the spacecraft had exploded. The outcome was catastrophic. There was not enough power, there was no water, no oxygen, and no fuel cells. There were no computers, no guiding system, and communication was limited. It was like a sinking Titanic in space. President Richard Nixon addressed the world and he said, there is nothing we can do but get down on our knees and pray for those three men. It was then that technical expertise and divine intervention worked together to ensure the safe return of the astronauts on April 17th. No doubt, all the scientists involved in this great escape displayed exemplary teamwork and ingenuity. But 
there was an unseen force aiding their efforts. One of the astronauts, James Lovell, later said in an interview, I think we had some divine help in this flight. Shortly after the successful rescue, NASA produced a large commemorative coin pictured praying hands with the words Apollo 13 and the whole world prayed. We know how unpredictable life is and so we may find that our strength, knowledge and intelligence is not enough to succeed in dealing with some of life's toughest challenges. It is under such conditions that many people pray because it gives them immense strength. Someone has quite rightly said, life is fragile, handle it with prayer. The most amazing of human achievers have admitted to the practice of daily prayer as a cornerstone of their lives. For example, leaders like Abraham Lincoln and Gandhi prayed regularly for strength and guidance to help them. Eisenhower, America's hero of the Second World War and who later became the president, declared, personal prayer, it seems to me, is one of the basic necessities of life, as basic to the individual as sunshine, food and water. During the Second World War, when 300,000 soldiers had to face the German army for D-Day, Eisenhower's last words were, the hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. Let us beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Steve McQueen, one of Hollywood's biggest box office attractions, was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 1979 and he died less than a year later at the age of 50. But it was his faith and prayer that had given him enormous strength to face the greatest challenge of his life. The Irish actor and producer Pierce Brosnan said that prayer helped him cope with the loss of his wife to cancer. And now prayer helps him to be a father, an actor and a man. So how should we pray? The first thing to realize is that we must practice honesty and humility because an honest and a humble prayer flows from the heart, not from the mind. Once a scholar was sitting in a place of worship reciting prayers from a book. Soon a farmer came and sat beside him. He also picked up a prayer book, but he started mumbling. The scholar knew that the farmer could not read or write, but after the prayer session, he turned to him and inquired. He said, tell me, my friend, why was your prayer book open and what were you saying? The farmer replied. He said, you see, I cannot read or write, but I do know the alphabet. So I offered all the letters of the alphabet to God. And I asked him to arrange them into meaningful words that he thinks should be my prayer. The scholar put his book down. 
he gazed at the farmer and he said, I am truly humbled. I have been praying here like this for more than 20 years. But I think your prayer will reach God faster than mine. The scholar was learned and so he could use complex words and phrases in his prayer. But the farmer was illiterate. He only knew the language of the heart. Words are not important in a prayer, but our feelings must be genuine. Words without feelings are meaningless. Pramukh Swami Maharaj, a spiritual guru, used to say, In prayer, it is not how well you arrange the words, but how well you arrange the heart that counts. The second point is that we must have a sense of faith and understanding in prayer. Sometimes it may happen that our prayers are not answered the way we want. Then what do we do? How do we react? A dramatic incident might answer those questions. On August 13, 1926, it was reported in the evening independent newspaper that five miners were trapped in a zinc mine 600 feet below the surface of a Kentucky mountain in the United States. The tragedy happened because falling rock had sealed the mine entrances and the five farmers were totally cut off. They had no food, no water and there was no light. Soon after discovering that they could not free themselves, they began to sing and pray. The ordeal lasted six days and seven nights, but the miners sat through it, talking with God and offering prayers. And while praying, they heard the welcome sound of picks and sledges. Finally, the rescue workers drilled through the pit and they were able to open an escape route for them. The incredible thing is that when the rescue workers found the miners, they were still singing and offering prayers. They knew that prayers are not always answered the way we want them to. They also knew that they had no guarantee that God would have them rescued. So they had scribbled inside their caps the words, If we are dead when you find us, we are all saved. They had faith that God would answer their prayers in whatever way he thought best. That is the right understanding. Somebody has said in prayer, to attempt is our job, but to give success is God's choice. So God may want to give us something more than what we could ever ask for. How do we know that? There is a nice example about an eight-year-old girl who used to stand outside a candy store and look at all the different types of candies displayed. She would do this each day and then quietly walk away. But one day, the store owner noticed and he felt pity on the little girl. And he asked, do you want some candy? Go ahead, take a whole handful. The girl looked up and said, no, Please, you give me. The store owner was surprised. He said, but I give you permission. Go on, help yourself. 
take whatever you like. I will not charge you anything. The small girl was unmoved and said, No, you give. The man was bemused. He said, Why do you insist that I give you? The little girl smiled and replied, Because your hands are bigger than mine. So the next time we offer a prayer, let us do it with a sense of honesty, humility, faith and understanding. It is best to leave the outcome of our prayer in God's hands. After all, His hands are bigger than ours. BABS Better Living